You're listening to Local Government Insights, a podcast for state and local governments. If you're looking to optimize operations, improve services for your constituents, and maximize revenue without raising taxes, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Local Government Insights podcast, Modernizing Government Leadership, your source and insight for local government technology. My name is Brendan Middleton, and today we'll be speaking with Jeff Downs, the city manager of Vestavia Hills, Alabama, about digital government strategies that lower the cost of revenue management. Hi, Jeff. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks for being here. Glad, glad to be here. I'm excited about the topic. Awesome. So for all of our listeners, Jeff is the city manager of Vestavia Hills, Alabama. Jeff has been in local government for over 30 years and and possesses a wealth of experience and understanding around all facets of municipal government and is especially adept at using data and analytics to promote community and economic growth. So before we dive right into my, one of my first questions I have for you, Jeff, would you mind just taking just a quick moment to tell us a little bit more about yourself and experience in serving local government? Sure, great. Uh, I am uh, currently the city manager for the city of Estavia Hills, Alabama. In my role as the city manager, I am in essence the chief executive officer for the city of Vestavia Hills. Uh, there are different forms of city management. Uh, in mine, I am I have uh, all of the departments of the city that report directly to me, and I in turn report to the collective city council of Vestavia Hills, where the mayor actually serves as the president of that city council. So I have five elected officials that I work for, and um, I have to have the, the challenging task of taking a lot of their collective will wills and, and desires and, and the feedback from the community to make them happen in Vestavia Hills. We have about, uh, we have 10 different departments in Vestavia Hills. We have about 330 employees, and we provide a, a very broad spectrum of municipal services and it's exciting because every day is different. And uh, whether I'm dealing with uh, uh, what we're talking about today, uh, revenue analytics or uh, dealing with trash issues or public safety issues, it, it makes for some exciting days. Excellent. So before we get into the specific topics, Jeff, today around digital strategies and data and analytics, like. Could you tell us a little bit about, and you've already done this to, to an extent, what does a day in the life of a city manager for the city of Vestavia Hills look like? Well, you know, it it it, it is certainly, uh, our work is uh, driven by the context of what's going on around us. Um, as we all know, uh, COVID hit o over a year ago uh, and, and really changed in a lot of ways how we operate. Um, but also we have just the normal escalation of service demands of things that uh, the, the residents of our city of 35,000 uh, people uh, demand out of us. And um, in this day and age where you can reach out and touch government um, in so many different ways, whether it's social media and in local government, being at the ballpark or being in the grocery store, um, we have to be able to react in a nimble, timely way to whatever the issues are. And, um, and you have to build a team of people that have that as number one in their culture. And so 
Um, it's, 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 as I said before, it's exciting. It's different every day you walk in the, in the door. Excellent. So as we get into digital strategies and, and, and the data behind uh, automation and utilizing data to make decisions, we, I, I, I oftentimes speak with local government leaders and they can, one of the main themes is doing more with less and automating and figuring out how to utilize data to streamline certain decision making. So you've already sort of alluded to it just a bit there, but what are some of the challenges you face with in, in providing more to the city with with ultimately less, especially now during during this pandemic? Well, you know, it's 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 uh, quite timely for that question because we in Vestavia Hills just finished our annual strategic planning exercise. It was a two day exercise of uh, taking what we're hearing in the community, whether it be data from citizen surveys or feedback from various other means that we, we gather input from the community. And we walked away with no exaggeration, two pages of tactics and, wow. and takeaways of what we need to do, whether it be hiring six more police officers to react uh, timely to calls on the eastern side of our city, to uh, changing the type of equipment we buy in the fire department, to increasing our inspection capability in engineering because EPA is putting more responsibilities on cities uh, to inspect construction sites. What this means is money. And uh, while we've had a very remarkable year, a very positive year, uh, we always have much more in the way of demands than we have resources. So if you can do it more efficiently uh, and effectively, then uh, you will be able to accomplish a broader set of uh, needs in, in the community. And so we have to always be looking at that efficiency level. So in speaking of efficiencies, Jeff, we, we all know that technology is ultimately playing a more prominent role in the public and private sector, but more specifically in local government um, to provide efficiencies through automation and data insight. How does your team leverage technology specifically to provide better revenue management? From revenue perspective, uh, we have to be able to quickly, nimbly be able to what I'll call slice and dice data so we can inform our decisions and not overreact or underreact. Uh, and that is uh, something that's crucial. Uh, you can't uh, these days, in my opinion, wait to get that data or be able to analyze that data for a third party individual to do that exercise for you. You've got to be able to, as a governmental administrator, be able to have access to it quickly, 24-7, mm. and be able to utilize that data for that decision making because people aren't going to wait for you. Uh, as I told you in the introduction, I work for five elected officials. Right. They have short uh, political lives, so to speak, yeah. and they want reaction now. Uh, not two weeks from now while I order an analysis of what might happen. And right. so uh, the ability to get that data quickly and be able to nimbly utilize it is, is crucial. 
and it's in its yes it's we're talking about revenue today but it's all throughout the organization data is king mm-hmm. um, and uh, the theme of our strategic planning that I referenced uh, a few minutes ago was, uh, and, and this was announced during our strategic planning, is you get what you uh, inspect, not what you expect. And you get what you expect when you measure it and you have quantifiable data. And so, you know, data is king. Excellent. So one of the more prominent organizations, the National League of Cities, um, we all follow it. Uh, they put out some amazing reports year after year. One of their more recent reports kind of s- states that operational costs uh, continue to rise while municipal revenue as a whole continues to trend downward, which is they summed it up by, you know, it, it's ultimately putting immense pressure on cities to keep up with operational costs going up and revenue going down. How has Vestavia Hills specifically been able to deal with these types of trends we're seeing in the industry and have they experienced the same thing? Uh, I think I will not discredit the National League of Cities report. I know its methodology is very valid and statistically significant. However, we have in Vestavia Hills beat the trend. Um, We beat the trend as far as revenue because we are sitting here Uh, celebrating a significant surplus from our previous fiscal year, uh, our total revenues grew nearly 10% last fiscal year. That's problem. That was during a very large portion of that fiscal year was in the beginning of the COVID where everything was shut down. Yeah. Um, Then uh, in this current fiscal year, just looking at sales taxes, which we can, uh, monitor on a monthly basis rather than just a one time a year uh, collection of the of the revenues on the sales tax. We're up 20 percent at this wow. year to date. So we have not seen the downward trend of revenue. However, we have seen operational costs continue to trend upward. The cost to hire the best employees means higher salaries. The cost of benefits go up. They don't ever go down. They always go up. Uh, looking at the ability to deal with the fact that we are in a suburban community, not a right. dense urban center. And one of the realities under this new world of post COVID reaction is many people have left the urban centers to come to the, sub- the suburbia. And mm. that's what's helping drive some of our our revenue going up, but it's also going to drive some of the demands on our services as well. We've seen that in sanitation. Uh, We've had to add routes because we can't keep up with the trash being generated from everybody working at home. And, uh, Mm. and so, you know, those are just a few examples of how, how that plays plays out. Excellent. So I want to draw, Jeff, I want to draw on one of the points you just made a minute ago. Um, You mentioned data is king. Um, so interesting to me. I'd like to talk about that a little bit further. Like, how have you been able to utilize different data sources to glean insight into into response of this COVID-19 pandemic? Like, specifically, if you could touch on, like, what types of data are you referring to? And, like, how do you gather it, compile it into a format that really enables accurate anticipation of, you know, future quarters or the current and the present? 
Well, we, we are a client of Avenue, um, and Avenue has software that I will just declare that I've become a fairly super user of, um, because as I said before, uh, I can't and don't want to rely on others to compile data. I want to be able to see that data and analyze it to give the best feedback I can for, for certain decision making. Um, that's information on who the taxpayers are, who the um, top taxpayers are, whether it be um, uh, in the form of sales and use tax, whether it be lodgings tax, lease taxes, whatever you want to state as your type of revenue. And each analysis really points to a cause and effect. Uh, if we have a significant increase in use taxes, that might mean we have increased purchases of construction materials or mm -hmm. increased purchases of certain items that are our residents buy and are having delivered at their house rather than somebody going to a brick and mortar site. Having that descriptive data on various taxpayers helps in the analysis. Then the ability to download, export data into commonly used uh, software like just Microsoft Excel or yeah. other uh, uh, commonly utilized softwares help the ability to look at trends. Uh, I'm a big graphical graphics guy. I want I want to have a chart. I want to have uh, some trend. I, I don't want to put up a table with 20 different data points that I'm trying to explain to elected officials who don't live it every day. They're part time. What right. what's going on? And so the ability to gather that and to import it to use in in your various uh, exercises really helps in making decisions. Uh, I, I like to, uh, I mean, I, I look at what other cities are doing and, and, and the comments that were coming out uh, two months into this world of COVID uh, and all the various shutdowns. And, and I saw my colleagues in the industry making broad assertions that the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Mm -hmm. uh, I was able to, and with 30 days of experience, show that the sky was not fall, falling in Vestavia Hills because yeah. what was going on is all these people from the urban centers were coming home and they were going to our grocery stores at yeah alarming, not alarming, in very large fashion. And so when I was able to quickly look at what the impact of a trend of grocery store sales tax was versus the loss in, let's say, restaurant sales, I was able to calm the city council down because everybody was saying, oh, do we need to lay off employees? Do we need to pause this or that? I said, no, let me show <laughs> you the data. Let me show you the knowledge that can be gained and what we saw as an early trend turned out to be a long-term trend. Wow, wow. So you talk about breaking the data down and looking at it and dissecting it and visualizing it. And you talked about one of the 
key points I want to touch on next is breaking it down by business category. And I think that's important to talk about. Like, can you explain a little bit on how about modeling this data, this revenue data by business category has one enabled you to anticipate these certain trends you're talking about, but more importantly, accurately forecast and communicate that up to the council and, and impact decision-making. Yes. Uh, you know, this term garbage in garbage out is a, is a, is a term that a lot of people talk about various software. You're only as good as the data that's going in and we have good data. We have long-term data and we have descriptive data with many different variables, uh, for each taxpayer and the ability to uh, again segment certain business types by a code a NAICS code or through just your own our own ability to uh, uh, manipulate the data that we import because we know there are certain unique businesses in Vestavia Hills for example we probably sell more guns at a particular gun retailer than anybody in Alabama. So whenever there's a there's a feeling that uh, certain constitutional rights might be at risk, people come and buy guns like you wouldn't believe. Well, it's going to have an impact on our data. I mean, our sales tax. So the ability to b- both categorize by uh, business type, categorize and export data where you know unique things about your taxpayers, really create the ability to make certain um, uh, hypotheses uh, as to what the future may hold. And I mean, it was uh, using this COVID-19 pandemic uh, as a uh, as a example, uh, it was tremendously valuable to be able to uh, to filter the data by certain business type code, by certain known differences, and then to look at the trends for each because you can't look at a collective number for a type of tax or fee and draw a conclusion unless you have more information. And so the ability to do that is very valuable. And and it was very valuable for us. Excellent. Jeff, this next one of the last questions I have is probably one of my favorite questions because the answers are so different depending on what local government, what leader, what department I'm speaking with, what geography. So what have been some of the most surprising trends that you've seen come out of this pandemic? And, And in your opinion, how has it, how has it forever changed the way local governments operate? Well, I think what has come out of the pandemic is the fact that what was already a large trend toward online purchases of goods and services has now escalated to an incredible level. Uh, In fact, separate from our conversation, our recent survey of our residents noted that about 78% of our residents are buying a lot more online uh, than they ever have before. And so 
the ability to uh, recognize that as you analyze brick and mortars being challenged is a talking point in our community. And we talk about if we're going to strategically support uh, our brick and mortar businesses, we need to emphasize the fact, why are you going to go to that brick and mortar business uh, uh, as opposed to shop online? And oftentimes that's for the experience. So what can we do as a city to help those businesses enhance that experience? So number one is that that online presence and the uh, the purchase of goods and services. And you see that with groceries being delivered to houses or technology being delivered to, to homes. Uh, then beyond the online sales, we did see grocery sales because of the nature of our community being uh, a bedroom community and not having ind industry here. Uh, and because we don't have occupational or income taxes that come to Vestavia Hills, the ability for people to buy more groceries had a dramatic impact on uh, our, our tax receipts. Um, and furthermore, um, it, it allowed us to strategically seek uh, ways to plug gaps in the grocery store world to gather more revenue as part of that process. So, you know, the two biggest takeaways as far as as far as revenue generation in our city was the impact of online sales and the impact of grocery sales prim primarily. Excellent. Jeff, I love your approach to taking a more scientific analysis uh, and using the data to to leverage the decision making process and communicating that in a way that it's it's not only raw data but it's it's visualized and it's real and it shows trends and then looking at it from a business category standpoint um, th there's 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 cause and effect always and I, I love that um, so can we leave our listeners today with some key takeaways I'd love to hear your perspective on you know what do we want to leave our listeners with in terms of how do they leverage this revenue data to provide insight in the decision making and what are the steps to do that? First of all, you better have a platform that allows you to collect the data, first of all, and to easily utilize it and then to be have a process internally to be able to share it. Um, because decisions are not made by one individual. Decisions are made by collective individuals in most governmental settings. So start out with a good platform and whether that's like us partnering with Avenue who provides the platform or uh, thinking more globally, if, if there are other uh, software tools, whatever, find your tool that you want to use as a community and embrace that and make sure that it has the flexibility to uh, uh, to export information and variables that can help inform decision making. And uh, that needs to be available all the time. And it needs to be so uh, simple that you can use tools that you use in your everyday business so that you're not stressed on how to 
divide that data or sort that data or fil filter that data and uh, you don't struggle with that and you can give a very logical response um, to the what ifs and you can further inform your long-term planning because to me I'm, I'm all about planning and if I can't get good data to help inform that planning then we're going to be a rudderless ship. Uh, hmm. We need to be have a a focus, and um, and part of my role being the chief economic developer in the city of Estavia Hills, I need to know who I'm chasing. I'm not going to chase um, my tail on things that don't move the needle. Right. What moves the needle that allows us to be able to get extra resources? to be able to perform the duties that we're being pressured and uh, uh, that grow on us every single day. So, so bottom line, get a partner, get a system, gather that data, embrace that, and don't change it all the time to where it becomes not useful because you, you don't have the long-term ability to benchmark and compare. Excellent. Well, Jeff, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Uh, I've learned a lot today. Um, I know our listeners are leaving with some very, very important takeaways. So for our listeners, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Local Government Insights Podcast, Modernizing Government Leadership. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for more local government news and insights to come. We look forward to having you join us next time. Thanks, thank you. Jeff. Thank you. You've been listening to Local Government Insights, modernizing government leadership. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars that you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.